If you're looking for an in-depth, detailed, academic analysis of the past, devoid of any comedy or entertainment value presented by an educated historian with a PhD, this isn't the show for you. Hi, I'm Tawny Plattis, a professional voiceover actor who gives a very casual, very Southern Californian, and hopefully very comedic retelling of the sexy, scandalous, and salacious stories from history your teacher probably left out on my podcast, The Dirty Bits. Catch the show on tawnyvoice.com or anywhere podcasts are found. Chat soon, lovebug. Hi folks, Blake the Yank here with a little disclaimer about the episode that you're about to hear. This episode is about the dirty bits commonly found in rock and roll music throughout history. What that means is, we're going to be a little different on this one, and if you're riding in a minivan with the kids, you might want to go ahead and sit this one out until you can get some alone time. Or you might just want to be a little bit careful, because it's probably not going to be safe at work. Don't put it on speakers. Why would that be? Well, because today, we're probably going to be talking quite a bit about... A bit of crumpet, a bit of how's your father, a bit of the old in-out, in-out, accommodation, act of darkness, adult nap time, afternoon delight, aggressive cuddling, agreeing on stuff, amorous congress, assault with a friendly weapon, attacking the pink fortress, baking the potato, knocking boots, doing the horizontal bop, making the beast with two backs, bow chicka wow wow, flimp flopping, forbidden polka, four-legged foxtrot, frickle frackle, frigging funny business, furgling, getting a belly full of marrow, getting busy, getting down, getting it on, getting laid, getting some, getting them up in guts. You. Hot yoga. Humping, interior decorating, joint session of Congress. I like that one. Jumping bones, jumping the turnstile, knobbing, knocking boots, knowing someone in the biblical sense, opening the gates of Mordor, playing hide the cannoli, playing peekaboo with your vein cane in the flesh pipe, playing with the box the kid came in, plonking, pluking, plowing the bean field, plugging, pogo in the shrub, poking squid, pole varnishing, polishing the porpoise, pumping fur, punching a rosebud. Well, that one's not very subtle. And other such things. This also means you might be hearing words like and So, again, you've been advised. This particular episode's dirty, body, and fun. And now, in a nod to our friends at the Dirty Bits Podcast, let's let this episode roll. The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song debate from yesterday and today The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy, with the music we play. The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your day, all the way from England to the USA. The great song they make from yesterday and today, the Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your way. Spreading the love, spreading the joy, with the music we play. How about this one? I want to know what Frankie goes to Hollywood, and that was a massive hit. Oh, my. Relax. (laughs) Go on, carry on. Relax. Don't do it. When you get to to it, it. relax. And what are they talking about? Going for a cup of tea? They are, in fact, talking about a physiological reaction, I suspect. I don't know, that's a bit over my head, mate. Physio. <laughs> that's, those, those big words confuse me. 
But everybody who heard that song is like, "Where? Whoa! Okay, this is getting okay. This is getting played. I guess here it goes." Mm -hmm. So let's let's play a little bit so people know what we're talking about. <laughs> I remember hearing that on the airways, especially when it gets to that one part where you have like the, the weird little electronic circling the drain noise, and you're like, oh, that's just oh, so weird. Look, this is older than, well, definitely, it's even older than me, let alone you. But there used to be a guy that used to play with his ukulele in England. <laughs> In You're, these you, old you movies, mean, you mean literally, this is right? why. Yeah, this is he was literally playing a ukulele, not a didgeridoo, <laughs> not a metaphorical didgeridoo. This is, I think, this goes back like into the thirties. Oh my gosh! And they got barred for that because uh, one of his songs was, um, well, he did leaning on the lamppost at the corner of the street, waiting for ladies to go by. But one of the songs that uh, he got busted for was. Um, and this is hilarious. It's like, with my little ukulele in my hand, they didn't like that. So that, that went, they couldn't do it. And that's, that's What's kind of wrong a shame, with having... Do you, do you think he meant to be metaphorical and he was being dirty, or do you think he was just talking about the fact that a ukulele but that's was not my a point. Cello? That's my point right there. You can say something, but if censorship determines that's not what you're singing about... yeah then it's gone out, right? <laughs> that has happened before too, yes. And another song he did, which I was in Blackpool last year, which is kind of like the Coney Island of the north of England. We've uh -huh. got a replica of the Eiffel Tower, and they have every shape and size of rock candy. You know what rock candy is? Oh, yeah, The of stuff course. that makes you... It's a southern thing too. Yeah, and another song that he did, was uh -oh. play, play, playing with my little stick of Blackpool Rock. Somewhat innocent. There's plenty of sticks of Blackpool Rock where I'm from. But just because he was playing with it doesn't mean he was playing with something else. So, and if you're if you're in America, you're probably not going to know that, and you're going to assume that it's something suggestive because it is the rock and the roll, right? Oh yeah, the rocking and the rolling is the dirty stuff. Rocking and rolling. All right. Or reeling and rocking. That's right. <laughs> okay, so singing about different genitalia, no. like different parts. I want to do one. I want to talk about some accidents. Okay, sh tell me an accident. I don't want to talk about accidents. Besides you, tell, hey. me an, tell me an accident. I was a deliberate accident. <laughs> There's no such <laughs> there thing. There was careful planning. There is no such thing as a deliberate accident. There is, if you believe unless in you, chaos theory. Unless you plan on it being deliberate, then it's not an accident. Random causality. I'm not listening to you. Go on, tell what. Go on, give no, me. No, one. I want to talk about. Give I want to talk about when one. it's not. It was an oops. I want to talk about the oopses. For example, this one. We have had the song "Louie Louie" by the Kingsmen on the show multiple times for multiple reasons, including misunderstood lyrics and fun stuff from the past, and. Everybody is probably aware that when Louie Louie came out, the U.S. government started freaking out and saying, what are they singing about? I can't understand these lyrics. Are they saying dirty words? And so what's so funny about this is that 
The whole song turns out the lyrics are fairly innocuous and not that suggestive, and yet, there's a debate going on, and the Kingsmen are very mum about whether this will be true or false. They will not confirm or deny, but the story goes that in the original recording for Louie Louie by the Kingsmen, the drummer drops his stick at 58 seconds, and you hear him say a word that sounds like, but isn't, flock. Oh, he doesn't say that? All the time. He actually list, says the F word. I never got, I love that song, but I never knew that he said that. Let's listen to this because it's not part of the song. It's an oops in the recording. Here see we what, go. Yeah, see what the listeners think. So, do you think someone's just cackling in the background, or do you think the drummer no, really did just drop a stick and go? I think he did say O F. Yes, definitely. Flock. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and they barred Jerry Lewis when he wanted to uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, I should say. Yeah. They barred Jerry Lee Lewis <laughs> when he wanted to share his great balls of fire. Goodness gracious. They, I don't know, folks. <laughs> to me, that was just a classic rock and roll song, and I never thought of it as being anything else. I'm sure every once in a while someone would make a pun out of it, but I agree. I don't think that I don't think that he originally intended it as a southern rock and roller. He was probably just making a metaphorical thing that wasn't suggestive of anything. Unless Le definitely not an STD. And getting away from sticks of Blackpool rocks. Let's hey, look hang at on, the... let's talk about Jerry Lee Lewis's Great Balls of Fire. Let's play a bit. <laughs> Great balls of fire. It shook my nerves and it rattled my brains. Yeah, that'll do it to you, especially if they're on fire. I got another accidental one, and this one really surprised me. I just decided to go looking to see if there were other ones I didn't remember, and I found on the internet that I didn't know this, but in the Beatles song Hey Jude is an accidental F-bomb by John Lennon. What part is it in? Because that's a long two, man. Yeah, two I minutes mean, and 56 seconds-ish. Right about the time that the na-na-na-na's start to really rev themselves up and carry the song to the end. You actually hear, in the background, quietly, John Lennon saying something along the lines of Do-clucking bell! Only not. I don't... But what does he say? It's an F-word. Mm. And then H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Trucking maybe, well. Maybe George Martin dropped his headphones <laughs> or something and he didn't hear it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And that's actually in there. Let's go ahead and play a bit so you all can see what we mean. And you'll probably want to clamp the headphones down tight to be able to catch this one. Here we go. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, John. You know, if you listen to something hard enough, and really, and you can really change things around. That really, what we're talking about, that really aren't there. <laughs> but you know, sometimes I think when there is things have been censored like that, and it's really innocent, and it really doesn't mean a whole lot. I think more and more people want to listen to it just to see. It would have been more obvious if Jerry Lee Lewis had said, goodness gracious, hairy balls of fire. It would have been, we would have known right off the top. (laughs) No, it would have been more painful, right? All right, enough about the male anatomy. We're going to go a little bit into the female anatomy. Uh Uh-oh. And I I was going to say stroking, and I'm not saying anything about direct but be <laughs> pussy pussy right what do you think of a pussy you think it'd be a pussy cat it could be something warm oh, oh i see it could kind be, of like how that cartoon josie and the pussycats really wasn't what you're thinking well it could be something warm and furry and wet oh my do i sound like a dime novel I, but, I think you're. I think I mean, you're going a lot further about, down the down no, the blue no, path this is than about, I expected. This is about a song. You take it's, the blue pill the and everything's red, dirty. <laughs> it's one of your boys. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh Lord! No, well, no wonder it's out in the open like that. I don't typically, you know, expect that. But okay, which one is this? And was it actually a hit? That's the thing. Did it get it's, radio? It says it's "Party on Your Pussy," and that That's actually was say. that was a radio song. A wet dream. Yeah, that's, whew, they were definitely straight out in the open. Yeah, Maybe they were just playing with the little pussycat and having a party. That That's right. I'm, I'm going to pretend that Anthony Kiedis was just, uh, his neighbor's cat came over and was on the porch and he thought it was cute. There you go. Yeah. Now I'll be able to sleep at night. <laughs> I don't need any brain bleach now. That's fine. <laughs> Spend the fisherman. Says the seven seas to catch the finest fish to be. Send the fisherman. Says the seven seas to catch the finest fish for thee. Send the fisherman. Hey, that's my salmon. I saw it first. No, it isn't. It's my salmon. You always want the biggest fish, you yanks. That's not true. Give it to me. Hey, stop fighting. Fight over the music, but don't fight over the salmon. There's plenty of salmon to go around. That's why I sail the seven seas. To find the finest fish for thee. It's Sven, the fisherman! Hi boys, I'm the Alaskan. Sven sent me. This month it's all about Alaska. The Alaskan frontier is the perfect place to find wild-caught, fresh, delicious sockeye salmon. We use Marine Stewardship Council certified sustainable wild sockeye for our cold smoked salmon products. The omega-3s in salmon are good for your health in a lot of ways. And it tastes uniquely smoky and wonderful. 
Seven Seas Salmon is tender and delicious, packed with wonderful flavors and spices for each unique fish. Available at your local grocery store, ready to use and enjoy. Convenient, simple, and the main ingredient, deliciousness. That's why I sail the seven seas to catch the finest fish to be. I guess a point into all of this too is let it go. Just listen to the song. Enjoy it the way it comes out. <laughs> I don't try and analyze songs. If it goes with it and the lyrics go with it, why bother to censor it? Well, that yeah, like uh, Little Richard, Good Golly Miss Molly. Most people didn't read something dirty into that until eventually they just did. Because good golly, Miss Molly sure likes to ball. You know, the people that look too deep in it, it's like the people that look too deep into cartoons and finding phallic symbols <laughs> or seeing something that really isn't there. But Mighty says, Mouse and his alleged cocaine habit. Really? Is oh, that, you didn't hear about that? No. Okay, for the folks at home, just in case you don't know about this, uh, there was a particular church figure in the 80s when they were trying to revive the Mighty Mouse cartoon from the 30s and bring it back. He talked about how it was clearly trying to get kids to try and use cocaine. And I don't mean because the storylines were really weird or anything. I mean, they're making reference to the fact that he kept a bouquet of flowers. And sometimes he would sniff the flowers. And I guess the idea was that it was actually his best gal's bouquet she gave to him or something. But... To this particular person, he was saying, oh, no, no, that's a reference to cocaine. Yep, that's what it is. Well, Which is I, weird, because I thought flowers, poppies, opium. It's just amazing what people can just find or decide what's in something, and it's not really there. Poor Mighty Mouse. But, but you know, in, in rock and roll, I, let's admit it, putting the sex in it sells the music. But right? when I was a kid watching the Mighty Mouse cartoons, you know, I didn't. And I'm talking like before the 80s revival, watching the really old ones. It's, here I come to. <laughs> you know, that never happened. That It wasn't like that. Oh, come on. You're going to disillusion me to Mighty Mouse there, buddy. But uh, all I'm saying is, is advertisements, promotion, whether it's music, movies, ads. I mean, there's basically three things that sell products and sell music. And sells ads, which is, you know, they make you laugh. If they make you laugh, the music makes you fun, like we did our fun. It makes you happy, and you want to buy it because it makes you happy. They don't have a lot of fear in music, except when Ozzy starts singing about fearful stuff. But fear of getting something, 
I guess if you're banging your dirty bits together, you, you could have a fear of catching something. <laughs> but the three elements, happy makes people buy a record or buy a product, fear of catching something, so take this. And what's the other number one reason, those three things, is sex. And that's why people put a lot of sex quotations into rock and roll because people do enjoy having sex. But you know what? It's Apart from the fear thing, I think you've just described the appeal of the Starland vocal bands Afternoon Delight. Though I guess you could be afraid of the fact that a large group of people <laughs> is singing this song to you about your little afternoon trysts. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's like afternoon... Noon delight could be going out for a cup of tea and scones and clotted cream and all that stuff. But or it's it could not. be going get why I see that's it. See you're censoring that song now by saying. On the contrary, it's not. let's let's play a little bit for a moment, okay? Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? So it was an open secret that it was about going home and having a little fun at lunchtime and not waiting till the dark of night. Maybe you want to get an ice cream cone out of the refrigerator well, and sit around and, and, and have your ice cream, right? I uh, love it. Sure, we'll go with that. I understand perfectly well because the Red Hot Chili Peppers has just scarred me once again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, buddy? I could go on and on with all the different songs. But oh, what... no offense. I, I actually like a lot of the Red Hot Chili Pepper stuff. I just think it's it's hilarious to make fun of when stuff gets naughty and it's just straight up out in the open, no no hidden double entendre, just whoopsie, there's the bad word. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I said a naughty thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with we love what we do because we're both music lovers. And personally, my personal opinion is I don't think there's any song with any dirty bits that has offended me that I won't listen to because I don't think it's really had an effect on how I conduct myself out there in real life. But we are subject to, you know, the censorship of our time and our age. And I guess the, they determine what's what we should listen to and what we shouldn't listen to. They and we, in some, to some extent, because I guess there are times when Steve Miller is still going to say funky shit going down in the city and no one's going to do anything about it. And then there's times when ZZ Top is going to be told, look, whoa, I want her, blank, I got to have her. Just take take the shit out. Oh, oh yeah. no, I said shit. I, I'm, I'm not supposed to because I told you that's a bad word.
yeah. But, you know, when I think of curse words, of course we have to have parental guidance and, you know, things that the kids shouldn't be listening to those kind of words, you know, before they get to coming of age 18 and over, you know. I mean, you've got to have sense of that. But when as adults, and I believe adults, that's why they listen to rock and roll. I listened to rock and roll actually as a kid because I used to crawl under the sheets and put on Radio uh, Caroline on because... You could listen to songs that the BBC would bar. Hey, know? that reminds me, though. You you make a good point, and I, I want to see if you notice this, too. Well, in the U.S., television typically has primetime hours, and as primetime stretches on the major networks into the later hours of the evening, they get to show content that's a little more explicit because the assumption is the kids have gone to bed and they're not going to be watching the grown-up stuff. Well, what I noticed in the 90s, and some of my friends remarked on this, too, was that Radio was doing the same thing. They started letting more bad words slide in music in the 90s after about 7 or 8 p.m. You'd be more likely to hear a bad word. Did you notice that too? I did, very much so. But I think the censorship should come from uh, the parental guidance on that and who, who's ever, uh, you know, looking after uh, underage kids or your own kids or whatever with all what's out there too. But I don't see why it should have to be barred because there's a lot of what I would say nasty stuff out there and a lot worse than having fun, naughty lyrics and songs. Um, but that is a good point, too, is that uh, things got weird in the 90s with the Walmart versions of albums. You know, your kids want that album by the Bloodhound Gang. And every single photo on the cover of Hooray for Boobies is suggestive of exactly what the name is. But the kids really just think that radio song is so cool that they heard on the radio that was probably cut up a little bit and had meanings they didn't understand. So you go to Walmart and you buy the family version that's just called Hooray and just has a picture of a cow on the cover and no suggestive stuff. And all the bad bits have been blipped out. So on the one hand, it's been sanitized for your protection on the other I don't think John Lennon would delight in that. I don't think he would agree with that philosophy. But any parent who wants to let their kids have their fun without being exposed to the worst of it is probably going to be totally down for that. Yeah. Oh, you know, you could have two versions of a song, have the naughty bits blipped out just like they have in movies or uh, whatever media source. And then when the kids do get to be adults, let them know what exactly are they saying. But if you, I think that's if what happened to ZZ Top with legs is because I remember hearing both of the radio versions, the one with the the one with the shit I got to have her and the one that just I got to have her. And they skipped the shit. When they sense yeah, yeah, yeah. So why why doesn't the media uh, why doesn't it stamp out that and blip out but still play the songs? Well, that's that's the interesting thing, is that you've got songs now with so many bad words that they just make it sound garbled whenever the bad word comes in or make it silent. Yeah. So that you still get the whole song. It's just 
I mean, if you're going to listen to a 50 Cent album, you're going to buy the 50 Cent album and you're going to get all of the bad words. But if you're going to listen to 50 Cent on American corporate radio, Clear Channel is going to make sure that you get probably a minute and a half of actual sound and a minute or two of silence oh, yeah. <laughs> when every other word is, is a bad one. Yeah, but I think it's even more than that. And I hate to sound like an old guy, which I probably am, uh, when you look at the, the songs that are available to now, and not just naughty lyrics, but the degrading of uh, ladies and other people in them. And it's more than just censoring dirty bits. It's all about the whole song, not just having a little bit of slap and tickle, which is what we're talking about but that's all debatable that's a whole different social can of worms and i'm with you on that one i think that people need to be treated with respect and that's a difficult one that's one i don't care for yeah but in in regards songs and putting in those dirty bits what we discussed i have to say i'm all for it (laughs) (laughs) let freedom ring but the listeners let us know your thoughts Is this a First Amendment issue or is this just a, you know, I'd rather have a choice than be blitzed by this because I happened to turn on the radio and the kids were in the minivan and we were driving home from soccer practice. (laughs) Yeah. It's a double-edged sword because I certainly am all about freedom of speech. Oh, yeah. And freedom of rock and roll and what you want to put in it. Great topic. Great songs. (laughs) Uh, Please share with us uh, the songs that we missed where you've seen or, or you've listened to some fun, dirty bits there that you'd like to share with us. Yeah. And, and please, we'd love to hear your opinions. We really would. And we love bringing up different controversial topics like this. And it's about time somebody did discussing about the naughty but nice. <laughs> yeah, we, we had fun doing this one. We hope you enjoy it too. And we'd love to chat with you all in our – we have a private Facebook group. Or you can chat with us on our Facebook page, either way. So whether you're, you know, you're talking about your meat with two veggies or uh, stroking your pussy. Didgeridoo. <laughs> See, and I didn't even make a Billy Squire reference. <laughs> all right. It's, we've said all that we're going to say. We probably should. We'll cut ourselves off now. I've totally, this has one, been one of my favorite shows. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Yeah, there could be. It may be coming from I don't from think Man- you have Tourette's if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> no, being a Mancunian, that's what I know is wrong for me, coming from the old country. I don't know what your excuse is. Are so. they still four-letter words when you say them with an English accent? Yes. Or are there extra vowels and things in there? Yes, but that, that is it. And I'm going to finish on this note on the program. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. There I'm, you go. <laughs> and I've had lots of people tell me to F me or get the out of here. But I'm never offended because it's hard to offend somebody from where I'm from. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. And just like a song, it's not what you're singing about, it's how you're singing it. And on that note, we'll end the show. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thank you so much, everybody. Keep on, keep hold of your Blackpool Rock and your didgeridoo. That's right. And we'll catch you on our next program. Thank you so much, all our listeners. We love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, kids, time to go for now. 
We are all about the listeners and what you want. And we know what you want. British music. Because we are the best. Don't listen to that mad mank. We invented rock. We make it all better. Please join us next time for more exciting music, trivia and fun. On the Limey and the Yank Podcast. <laughs>